You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichardt, on the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, That is why I'm telling you not to worry about your life and what you are to eat, nor about your body and how you are to clothe it. For life means more than food and the body more than clothing. Think of the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storehouses and no barns, yet God feeds them. And how much more are you worth than the birds? Can any of you, for all his worrying, add a single cubit to his span of life? If the smallest things, therefore are outside your control, why worry about the rest? Think of the flowers. They never have to spin or weave. Yet I assure you, not even Solomon in all his regalia was robed like one of these. Now, if that is how God clothes the grass in the field, which is there today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he look after you, you people of little faith? But you, you must not set your hearts on things to eat and things to drink, nor must you worry. It is the pagans of this world who set their heart on these things. Your father well knows you need them. No, set your hearts on his kingdom, and these other things will be given you as well. There is no need to be afraid, little flock, for it has pleased your father to give you the kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. As a nine-year-old boy and an altar server in the parish of Beverly Hills, we had a lovely, kindly priest by the name of Don Leavesley. Don will be remembered for many, many gifts that he had, especially his concern for the poor and the needy. He gave away everything he owned all the time. But I remember him mostly for his homilies. As a nine-year-old altar server, I knew that the longest sermon he ever gave was 92 seconds. I know because I used to time them. But today's reading reminded me very much of Don because when he read this gospel one Sunday, he stood in the pulpit and he looked at us all and he said, don't worry, and sat down. That might have been his shortest ever homily. A couple of weeks later, he he came to my parents' home for dinner and we were chatting over the meal and he was talking about some of the issues that were were plaguing him in the parish and problems and so on. My mum said to him, but father, you told us the other Sunday, don't worry. And he said, oh yes, Pat, I'm very good at saying those things but not so good at doing them sometimes. Uh, Maybe that's the story for me today too, that Jesus tells us, don't worry. Place your trust in God. He will look after us. And so today, it's a very appropriate reading for Australia Day. I must admit, I find talking about it very conflicting because I think Australia Day has become very conflicted in this country. For our Indigenous sisters and brothers, many of them think of it as Invasion Day. Others think of it as the time of settlement, of colonisation, There are calls for the date to be changed. 
And I think it would be very easy to talk today about all of those issues and problems that can plague our nation. But I think it's also, in a sense, a time to rejoice and to give thanks and to think about the good things that have occurred in this country. It's astounding to me, you know, that only 235 years ago, while the Indigenous were living here very happily, all of this that we now know, only just over 200 years ago, was all bush and scrub, and thick bush and scrub. Every time I go for a bushwalk, I'm absolutely enamoured of the explorers who struck out to try and find paths through this country, especially across the density of the Blue Mountains. Not all of them, of course, were successes. Yes, we do live in Leichhardt. However, over those years, out of that harsh landscape, we have carved the city and the nation in which we live. It was, of course, a terrible struggle in those early years for people from Europe, and especially from England, Ireland, to come to grips with the kind of climate, the kind of soil, the kind of environment that they had come to here, especially given that most of their workforce were thieves and murderers, the convicts of those early days. I wonder what it was like for the first English people to arrive in this country and hear the squawk of a cockatoo, thinking about all the nice tweety little birds that make their noises in England. What a radical change for them. This country has developed in extraordinary ways in that short period of time, and I believe that there is much for us to be grateful for. I'm very proud to be Australian. I love this country. I love this city of Sydney. It gleams and sparkles in our harbour and the bridge and the opera house and all of the wonderful buildings that can inhabit our city. Paul Keating once said, if you don't live in Sydney, you're camping out. I perhaps agree with him. That's not to say that there aren't challenges about our nation. Sure, we've gained much prosperity. Sure, we've gained a lot of international standing. Sure, we have a, a good and robust democracy in this land. Certainly, we have been free mostly from wars on our own shores. We have the, the ability to help other nations, hopefully in economic ways rather than military ways. And I think that there are, of course, issues and problems that exist. But I'd like us today to think about those not so much as things that debilitate and drive us apart, but rather are more opportunities for us to continue to grow. Today's gospel does seriously challenge us not to worry about what we are to eat and drink and how we dress and all those kind of things, which are probably more often the things that occupy our minds day by day. But Jesus guarantees that, in a sense, the kingdom of God is what is most important and most precious. Somehow I believe that the big challenge for this nation is to be a nation of justice. We consider ourselves to be a very egalitarian nation, but I think there's a challenge there because often I don't think we're as egalitarian as we claim. There is becoming an increasing divide between the rich and the poor. There is often division about religion and the creeds that people hold. There is often an underlying tension and racism in this country. All of those things, I believe, are opportunities 
for the kingdom of God to work in our land, to improve, to grow, and to become more the place that we possibly can be. Today, let's give thanks for the gift of Australia. Let's give thanks for the desert and the skies and the oceans, the flora and fauna that make up this very different land to anywhere else on earth. Let's give thanks to God for the fact that we are blessed with his presence in this great southern land and help us to not worry and to trust in our God that his kingship is present in this great southern land.